0: Hi everyone, I'm Rebecca Gagan, and this is Waving Not Drowning, a UVic Bounce podcast. Today's episode is being recorded on the unceded and unsurrendered territories of the Wasanich and Lekwungen peoples. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode in Season 2 of Waving Not Drowning. In today's episode, I talk with a dear friend and former student, Danny Howe. Danny was born in the unceded traditional territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. Danny moved to Victoria in 2017 and started at the University of Victoria. Four years later, Danny received her undergraduate degree in psychology. She currently works in the mental health field in Victoria and is planning to pursue her master's in counseling. She has always fostered a curiosity for people. And has been led to explore that curiosity in the realm of psychology to make change. In our conversation, Danny shares how grief and loss transcend throughout time, and how the loss of someone dear to her encouraged her to live big and to pass on the legacy of those she lost. Danny feels that getting her university degree was not just for her. But to change generational lines. And in this conversation, we talk a lot about what it means for Danny to be a first generation student. Danny shares some of the challenges that she experienced as a first generation student navigating university. As the first in her family to attend post secondary, Danny has seen the kinds of changes that it has made for those coming after her. So, for example, her younger sister, who is now attending post-secondary. Danny explains how, as a first-generation student, it can sometimes feel as if there isn't anyone uh, who understands what you're going through and how difficult it can be to Really navigate the context of the university without having others before you who share that same context and who understand all of the joys, but also the challenges that come with post-secondary. Then he talks about navigating depression, grief, and suicidal ideation while coincidingly trying to finish and receive her degree. And we talk about how in the midst of grief, crisis, difficulty, it isn't the case that life just stops, that university just stops. And Danny shares how she decided to honor this profound loss in her life and honor um, her best friend by going to university and really trying to um, honor some of the conversations that they'd had and the dreams that they shared around um, getting a psychology degree. Importantly, Danny shares that getting the university degree was one of the most challenging, but also liberating experiences for her. And she shares tremendous insight on how um, that process of finishing your degree can take shape in a myriad of ways, and that none of them are wrong, including the pace at which you get there, as long as you continue to follow your path. Danny talks a lot about the importance of following um, your path, but doing so at your own pace. Denny offers so much support here for not only first-generation students, but students who might be navigating university through grief, through loss, through financial stress, and through those feelings of um, not being enough, and feeling as if there is some uh, right way to do university that they are falling short of. Danny cites the advice of a dear friend who said to her that above all else, it was just important to keep moving, even if you're crawling. I'm Rebecca Gagan here today with Danny Howe. And this is Waving, Not Drowning. Hi, Danny. It's so uh, wonderful to finally be able to sit down and talk with you. So good, thanks for having me. You know, I know we've talked about doing this uh, for, oh, I wanna say like six years maybe. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So in the early days of Bounce, I remember you being so keen to support uh, UVic Bounce in any way that you could and being just really invested in um, sharing your story. And I kept saying, no, 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 because you're still a student. And I didn't want to put you in that position. But finally, you are, you have graduated. And you are no longer a student. And so we get to have this, this conversation and I am just absolutely over the moon about it. And I can't wait to just talk to you. Plus it's been a long time since we've been able to even catch up. It's been a very long time. Yes. I'm so ready. You're ready. Yeah. So what have you been doing? You graduated in June of 2021.
1: Is that right? Um, yeah, so I graduated in twenty twenty one with a undergrad in psychology. Um, and ever since then, I've been working in the mental health field um, in downtown Victoria. And Danny,
0: what was the um, transition like out of from being a student to, to starting to sort of work professionally in the field that has been your focus of study?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I finished my degree online because it was in the middle of COVID. Oh, right, right. <laughs> For me, it was kind of an odd, like, you, they sent out, you Vic sent out grad boxes. So, you, you know, you finish, you write your last exam online and you're like, okay, this is, this chapter is now over. Um, and, you know, you receive your grad box with the little hat and you're like, okay, this is how <laughs> we celebrate graduation. <laughs> and now we start quote unquote real life. Yeah, I think for me, it was I was ready. By that Mm -hmm. time, I was ready to go to that next stage. I felt like school took the time that it needed, but I was, I was ready. Yeah, yeah. And I just jumped two feet in and gave it my best shot and was lucky enough to get a job in my field. Um, Yeah, but it was definitely like this weird kind of ending just due to COVID transition period.
0: Yeah, and I think that even though um, I know UVic had this past year, the ceremonies for people who didn't um, have a chance to go because of the pandemic, did you go back to and do your ceremony?
1: You know, it's so funny because when I was 16 and and heard of UVic, um, I remember envisioning going to the grad ceremony and, and that was kind of like the end goal was like, okay, I can see myself doing that. And, um, for me, when it was time and I got that email, I was like, you know what, I'm going to just do something epic to celebrate this ending of this chapter in my life. So me and my partner went on a bike trip and we just celebrated big and in the way that we love to. So, well, and I love that too, right? That you just did it. You celebrated how you
0: wanted to celebrate and that sometimes it's not at all how you imagine it will be as you say like closing that chapter right that it was the grad box in the mail and then making the decision to do something entirely different than celebrating on stage
1: yeah i feel like um one term that i I've, I've learned through covid and really learned how to emphasize was yes and, and mm. i think with covid just taught all of us and really taught me that you have to be open to it changing times and yeah. it, even though I had a vision of what this time would look like this end of my school would look like it didn't look anything like that and that was okay and I was still okay um so I just I yes ended it and celebrated it yeah it, it felt I, okay. I love that the yes and and as
0: you're suggesting Danny there was also a way in which because the pandemic called for that ability to like adapt and be flexible and you know really have to cope with challenging circumstances that were always changing right you were in many ways also it sounds like kind of prepared for what was coming next in terms of maybe that transition like maybe there was a way in which the transition you know, wasn't as sort of challenging or rocky for you as it, I know it can be for sure uh, for many graduating students because you, as you said, you'd already kind of adjusted your mindset that, okay, well, maybe this isn't going to be exactly how I imagined,
1: but I can adapt. Yeah, I think that um, the lessons that I learned through COVID for sure helped me. Um, I think it's easy to get very rhythmic and very, um, at least for me, it is to pre-plan and to envision um, how something will end or start or Mm -hmm. go. Um, And it was this like letting go. And I think that the bigger lesson was that through that letting go, it changed into something else. And Mm -hmm. that, you know, it, it, yeah, it just, it was the way that it was. And I, yeah. Well, and I know Danny from knowing
0: you um for the past, I don't know, when did we meet?
1: I when were know. when did were you 20, first in my class? 2017.
0: Was it 2017? Okay, so five years? I feel like we've known each other for a lot longer. <laughs> it like a lot longer. <laughs> <laughs> it really feels like that, but from knowing you for the past five years, God, I think it I'm sure it was. <laughs> oh you know, I do know that you really, I think, embrace that idea of, of letting go and letting things be as they are um, and kind of not fighting that. Or maybe that's something that you learned over your own journey as a student, which I am hoping you'll, you'll share with us. So um, it sounds to me like maybe that was really deepened. Yeah. Like that sense was deepened during the pandemic for you. Um, like that sense of needing to let go. That yeah. right?
1: I, I think that it, for me, it's, it's ironic in a way how it ended because it was like, it exemplified my whole undergraduate degree. It was tuning in to, different changes of where I was at, what was going on around me, and having to adjust. And if you, you know, sometimes that adjustment period would take longer than other times. And it was that pause, mm-hmm. you know, to then carry on. And so I think how it ended, just thinking about it even now, it was the, the greater lesson mm-hmm. of my my undergraduate degree was just to be able to um, Adjust and be able to change. Um, yeah, you know, and and know that that that's okay. You yeah. know, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's just really powerful
0: because uh, so many of the students that I talk with on this podcast, um, you know, they grad their last two years before graduation were pandemic years, right? And so it ended that way for them. And it's been um really interesting for me and and um helpful in my own sort of learning just to understand, you know, what it was like for for students to end their degrees in that way. I mean, I know what it was like as a teacher. Um mm-hmm. but I, I think to be able to say even now, like we're we're just you know, I don't know that we're through the pandemic, I don't know what we call it now, but it, you know, if we are in a position to be able to gain insight from that um, experience of of learning and teaching through it, I think it, it's remarkable to me that you're already able to put that into context, if that makes sense, right, to be able to say, like, this soon out, right, to be able to say, well, that experience made sense for me and was helpful in terms of just emphasizing the journey that I was already on to kind of allow things to be and to accept change and all all of those kinds of things so I think I mean you're not surprised Danny that you're able to already um, have that insight from that experience because that I think is who you are somebody who's always reflecting Um, at every moment of where you are on the path and trying to learn from it. Um, So maybe, Danny, like, do you want to take us back to, um, I guess, like, the beginning of your journey at UVic?
1: Yeah. Um, I think for me, it was, it was a wild ride. It has been a wild ride. I think uh, anything good that has, that I have done or that has been started in my life um, probably started as a challenge Mm. Um, and starting school was no different I think for me I've heard you know when I heard about UVic I was 16 and I had a high school teacher who went and it kind of inspired it got the ball rolling and then years went by and I worked and I, I went to a community college and you know, kind of, I wasn't fully ready to go to UVic yet, and had a pretty significant loss in my life um, a year before um, I moved to Victoria. And that loss spiraled me into um, a very dark depression. And that kind of led my life for the following year.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, for me, it took that loss and the loss of not just that person, but of time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't do anything with that time. Grief kind of just swallowed me whole. And then it took relationships and different movements to kind of decenter what my current reality was to push me to the next step. Which was, you need a big move and you need to do it
0: for you. And Danny, you were living in Kelowna, is that right? Yeah, in Kelowna. And um, it was your best friend, right? That you lost. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah. So for me, I got to a point where I was like, if this is what life is, then I'm not interested. Yeah. And you know all the joy that I had in my life was completely robbed from me. So it took that shift, you know, waking up to loss of time in my life, um, non-productive time, I guess, to kind of apply to Uvic and just jump two feet in um, and start school, and. Um, yeah so I think for me it was just courage Mm -mm. it was just having to dream of something that was bigger than me because that was always part of the plan was to go to school and get my degree and be the first of my family that did that and yeah and so for me it was like just do it and then I led I let my grief manifest in a different way from you know Non non productivity or mm-hmm. you know not moving forward to that still is going to coexist and I'm going to do something in my life.
0: Well, first, Danny, I I know I've said this before, but I am still so sorry for the loss that you experienced, which I which I know really um, it it really determined a lot of what your time at UVic was going to look like, right? That you, you said that you went to UVic with the hope of trying to channel, I guess, I don't know if that's the right word, but channel your grief into something that you've, you've used the word productive, right? So that it
1: was, it had like an outlet or
0: was that sort of what you were hoping for?
1: I think for me, it was just if the the, kind of what I said or alluded to earlier, if this is what life is, I'm not interested. So what are you going to do about it? Mm -hmm. And I had to do something and it was, you know, I just remember thinking, just go to school. And, um, you know, it's funny, right? Because I've, I've had conversations with people too, where it's like lots of people travel or they, you know, they, they, you know, create that time in different ways. But for me, it was an honoring because of, of what I wanted to go to school for that. That's been consistent um, since I was 16. For me, it was an honoring to like these conversations that I've had, you know, with, um, you know, with my best friend who passed away. Those were conversations that I had. And um, I wanted to finish those stories. I wanted like to commit to what I said I would do. And so that kind of kind of catapulted me into starting.
0: So it was honoring for you. It was also honoring their life to go to UVic to pursue psychology. I mean, ever since like when we met in, when you took um, one of my English classes, I mean, very early on you, I remember you telling me you were interested in, um, working in the mental health field. You, I don't know if you still are interested in horses, but you were really interested in like equine therapy. Yeah, that was,
1: that was my goal in the beginning. It's...
0: I'd like never heard of that before. And I remember, wow, like, this is so, this is so interesting, uh, that you wanted to do that. And you're interested in, um, you know, treatments around disordered eating and and all of those things. Like you were really so pa- passionate a- a- about that. And, um, and before I forget, and I know you will talk about this when you started at UVic, you, um, like you've described yourself as a mature student, right? Like you were, you were in your early, like to mid twenties, right. When you started mid
1: twenties. Yeah. yeah. And what was that like? Um, Well, I think it was a mixed bag. I feel like, I I, I think I've reframed it and I think I was able to reframe it while I was, while I was in it as well. Um, The space in the container that I understood school or understood what a student was, is that I've already lived in the quote, unquote, real world. Mm. It removed the barriers or any any fear that i'd have to speak to a professor or ask questions um you know i was able to i like because i said i I was in community college prior to ubic you know um, a couple years prior and what i could bring to the classroom wasn't as much as what i did then Mm -hmm. because i had more years of experience and and especially in psychology right it's all questions and challenging theories and I felt like I could bring that to mm. the classroom yeah and then similar with students um you know my my dynamic and relationship with them it was you know I, I think I told you the story like sitting outside of your office hours and a big line up to come see you during your office hours and this student in front of me sitting across the hall is like "Oh, I'm so scared to talk to the professor and I just said it's just a person you and know, I'm scary <laughs> you're not scary <laughs> Not <that> scary <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. that you know it, it brought it was cool it was like cool to be that person yeah for people that like just graduated high school and were scared of college And you were, I know from the way you interacted in class
0: with your peers that you, um, like you did take on that kind of mentorship role, right? Of, of helping the student, like the other students who were younger than you and um, hadn't had any of that experience, right? I mean, I remember that very clearly that you, you kind of took to that, took to that, but, but that didn't mean that you weren't, that you had it all figured out, right? Like I know from, um, really knowing quite a lot about your journey that it it was as you said it was filled with challenges and it you were figuring it out as you were going so so maybe just tell us a bit more about um once you settled at Uvic what kind of um unfolded from there
1: yeah i think when i first got to uvic you're so you're in the whirlwind you're learning so much you're Um, you know, so funny, I can remember driving around Ring Road for the first time and I was, I missed my exit and I had to drive around it again. And I was just like, ah, well, there is a big learning curve about Ring Road. (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, it's all those new things. And so you, when you're, when you're starting something new, you don't have time to think about all the other stuff. So there was that honeymoon period where it's all the new and you're meeting new people and I remember my first prof, I can't remember her name, but she had quite the reputation and um, just for being very firm. Mm-hmm. And I remember going into her class and she's like, if you don't want to do good in this class, then get out. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> wow, is this what, is this what university is <laughs> like compared to community college? <laughs> so <laughs> anyways, I did very well in her class and you know, X amount of years later through school, but yeah. Um, but yeah, once the, you know, the newness settled, yeah. uh, that depression and that sadness was still there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I was just in a new town with not really any friends yet. And, you know, I, I started in the summer, um, I was in summer school or summer session. And so, you know, you, the course load or the amount that you have to submit like each day is just a little more intense. And so you're met with these deadlines. Plus you've just carried this big, big across a ferry boat with you of grief. And you're like, okay, we're doing this now. Um, but yeah, I think for me, you know school is hard but add depression and it's it's war it's very challenging and I think I navigated it by just one day at a time I had a friend of mine share she said put one foot in front of the other crawling is acceptable as long as you just keep moving and I lived and breathed that quote I just I read it, I like took a screenshot of that text and I, I I just did it. And then that taught me that no matter the pace, you know, there's a lot of grace in terms of my undergrad degree for myself in terms of how long it would take or how many classes I took. That was kind of off the table. It was more just, you're going to do it. Just do it at the pace that you need to. And so um yeah, so I think the grief pushed me to start school. Um but it, it coexisted. Well, and
0: I I know Danny from um you know the many times we would um just have a coffee or something in Biblio and you would share that, you know, you had dropped down to X number of courses, or you'd withdrawn for a term or, um, you know, you were making adjustments and it was always, I found just, um, like it just demonstrated to me that you were always sort of thinking about, I I mean, I didn't know that your friend had shared that wisdom with you to, um, you know, even if you're crawling, just keep moving. But it sounds to me like, you know, you were always finding a way to keep moving at the pace that you needed to go at.
1: Yeah. I think that once I learned that these two things, this sadness and school or or whatever it is, it doesn't have to be school, but they will coexist. I was trying to learn and find the dance between what happens when one outweighs the other. So, on those days when you know the the waves of sadness are just, "That's all I am," why well, there's a there's a learning curve of just surrender and pause. And that then teaches you to ask for help. It teaches you to slow down. Um, and so I think for me, like my undergrad, I learned a lot of beautiful, wonderful things, but for me, it was a journey of like, Coming, coming home to myself really, in terms of knowing when to slow down, knowing what my limit is, taking breaks when I needed to, not having a I need to do this in four years because for me, what was the rush? Rush, rush to work. For me, I was like, I want to revel in it, and if it needs to take, you know, I need to take a break to do so. Then that's how that time will take shape. And then every time I listened to my body that, okay, well, we need to take a pause here. I came back. I was much more successful, Mm -hmm. much more present and. And much more able to handle some of the challenges like statistics. Yes. (laughs) Holy, barely. (laughs) I do remember talking to you about the challenges of statistics. Well, the first time for me, like if I could go back, the one thing I would change is I was so interested in like all the third and fourth year psychology classes that I took all of those first. And then in my last two years, besides like a few that you needed a pre- prerequisites for, i had to take like the first and second year. Like, oh, it was so challenging to go back. Like it makes sense now. Yeah, maybe take those sooner, you mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all make sense to do them in the order that they you need to, but yeah. And, you know, one
0: thing that we actually were just talking about before we started recording and I, but I think it's worthwhile to bring up, Danny, is that, you know, you said to me, so I'm not going to be able to just say the answer is like access the services. And I was really struck by that because I think that you it wasn't the case that you didn't access the services. I remember talking to you about accessing services and that that had also been difficult, that there wasn't a lot of availability. And we had a conversation I remember about you trying to access like services in the Victoria area um, in order to get like the kinds of support that you were looking for. Um, And that, you know, you said to me, yeah, the message, the messaging here, isn't going to be the answer is like access to services. Like, of course that, is helpful. And you did do that. But I think what you're sharing, Danny, is that in order for you to do the degree, you had to absolutely 100% listen to yourself and your needs and decide that if these two pieces, at least two pieces, you know, the grief and school were absolutely going to coexist that you had to find a way to to negotiate that on a day-to-day basis and find a way that worked for you and it might not be the way that works for other people but you were constantly and I saw this like just you know from my perspective I saw you doing this all the time like recalibrating I guess is what I would call it like making adjustments to the course of your degree like to the number of courses you would take to the kinds of services you would access to the kind of people who would be in your orbit um like you were like recalibrate that's the only way I can think to describe it um depending on where you were at and you kept doing that and you
1: did it all the way all the way through does that seem to fit that description it definitely fits and I I think now looking back on it I don't think my younger self going through that journey uh, would be able to have this insight, maybe, because I am usually thinking things through and through, but that time just taught me how to hear myself, like hear the signals, hear, hear what's going on. It also, you know, the conversations I would hear, I think because I was a mature student, because I was a first generation student, I didn't have that you know, the parent that was like, you gotta get this done and you gotta do this job. And so for me, when I'd see other students and I was doing the opposite, which is I'll get it done when I do. (laughs) And you know, everyone else is like, I'm doing five classes and I'm gonna do this in four years. And that stress for me, it just, it never made sense. And so I'd have these very interesting conversations with people and I, for me, it was just questioning. I was like, why? Like for sure, like you want to get it done, but I think it's all part of the bigger problem, which is just, we rush and we stress and I don't want anything ever to come at the cost of my mental health or my own just general health. Nothing's worth it. So Danny, I just, just
0: so that um, we're clear in case anybody is thinking that you had a kind of luxury of taking like the taking your time with the degree, that I know you also endured um, a lot of financial stress and had to reduce the number of courses and apply for loans, um, that it wasn't the case that
1: you, you know, had a lot of financial resources that you could take your time. Yeah, no, it was student loan facilitated all the way. Um, and it was challenging. It's not easy. It's you know, I've had a few conversations, uh, like kind of alluding to what I was saying earlier. Is like, why didn't you travel, or, or you know, why school is taking on that financial burden? You know, in student loan, it's not, it's not the easy way. Um, and I think through school, I don't know. It was just something that felt important. It didn't matter. Like, I knew I had to do student loan. I knew you know, I'd have to pay it back and all the things, but, you know, and I knew during school it was challenging with the lump sum that they give you, but there was just this, I don't know. I just had this determination. I just had to do it. I just like, I had to do it. I had to complete it. And it, I don't, I don't know where that came from, but it just, it felt important to do. I think for me, I'm doing a lot of work on the, the generational lines. And so I can now see what happens when you do change a generational line. Like being a first-generation student, I received my diploma in the mail, um, or my undergraduate degree (laughs) in the mail. Um, And my sister calls me and she said, I just applied to school that same week. And I'm like, wow. And then my older sister was like, I'm in school now too. I'm gonna start in September. Oh,
0: September. that's exciting! Yeah,
1: wow! Like that's why. Like that makes yeah. it all worth it.
0: Well, and what you're getting at, Danny, then, is the the uh, much larger implication, as you say, of changing generational lines. That for you, you said that in some ways. There was a freedom that came with being the first in your generation to go, right? Because you didn't, you felt you didn't have the kinds of pressures that maybe other students uh, were experiencing, and I I think that that's important to note because um, there are, of course, so many challenges with being the first uh, generation to go, right? In that often there isn't a kind of um, like context built in to how to do university, and we've had um, other guests talk about that, that, you know, who do they go to, (laughs) you know, when they have a question, if they, you know, that they had to find the answers in different ways, right. And that there wasn't that kind of history there. And so, um, that can be challenging, but you're also suggesting that it was liberating
1: in certain ways for you. Yeah, it was, it was, it was noticing and acknowledging that things could be different. Yeah. And I think I've always felt that. Um, I love my family. I'm, I'm connected to my family. But I did always want something different. And I didn't know why and I didn't know where that came from. But I knew I had to do it and it was going to be me that did it. <laughs> um, and now
0: your siblings are following you.
1: Yeah. So now <laughs> things are happening. But yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And also maybe because, I don't know, I'm just guessing here, but your siblings have witnessed you, you know, they witnessed you doing it, right, and finishing it, and now it feels doable for them.
1: Yeah, I think, I think kind of going back to what you said earlier, it's hard as a first-generation student, um, you know, without that support, because I, I learned that it wasn't their world as mm-hmm. much as I felt like as the black sheep in my family, their world wasn't mine, mm-hmm. they didn't get what I was going through. Yeah. Um, so there was that disconnect in, in that way where um, I think they now they now are getting it a little bit more. I can see it with my little sister, mm-hmm. um, but it is that it's different worlds. Yeah. Um, you know, but I think I, I am good at outsourcing um, and finding other people who can fill that gap, and not afraid to ask for it, um, and so I think that came to my benefit was like, it was t- talking to people like you, or one of my dearest friends is one of my high school teachers, right? Like they, it's just these people that, that yeah help you that guide you. Mm-hmm. And that, for me, it was huge in terms of completing school,
0: mm-hmm. and actually. Um, other guests have said that too. So Kevin Hall, um, UVic's uh, current president, he said he was the first in his family um, to attend university. And similarly, that he, he needed then to, I like your word, sort of outsource, right? To find um, other means of support to help him to navigate um, just this new context, right? That was university. So, Danny, um, as we start to move to the end of our conversation, I always ask my guests the same question, which is if you could or were to give advice or guidance or support to anybody who was just starting out at university or, you
1: know, even in the middle, what would you say? Well, I was listening to some of your other podcasts today and oh, you were uh, doing some prep work I was doing some <laughs> prep work and I had a feeling you would ask me this question um and it was funny because I didn't know I didn't know what I would say yeah and then I turned on my music and this song came on um it's called getting good it's from this country artist her name is Lauren Elena and it hit me because the song the whole premise it's like you know once I get once I get a little older, I won't worry. Um, then you get older and it doesn't feel like it should. Something, something to the tune of that. It's basically yeah. once I have a car that works, that doesn't break down, I'll be fine. I'll be getting good. You know, once I have that home, I'll be getting good. Yeah. I think we live in such a goal oriented world
0: mm-hmm.
1: where we're in like this perpetual cycle of ticks, ticking boxes. Okay. Finish school. Check. Get married. Check buy a house the biggest thing I could say is that school is so hard because it's not just school it's Mm -hmm. like all the other things that are going on and then there's school
0: yeah
1: and but somehow find a way to just revel in it Mm -hmm. just like be so present in it because it it ends and you know in that moment in that semester when you're like my goodness when is this over it's like this season, this beautiful season in your life where your only job is to really learn who you are. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what are you like, what do you not like? Do you need to move at a different pace than everyone else? Can you take five classes? Because I don't know. It's not, I'm not that person. <laughs> um, but it, for me, it's, yeah, like I said earlier, I've learned a lot of beautiful, wonderful things. But it was all to do with who I want to show up in the world as, mm-hmm. how I can do that, when do I need to take breaks, and not just live my life to tick boxes. Yeah, yeah and I, I think, Danny, I
0: mean, that's so beautifully put. And one of the things that you're, I think, getting at is that, you know, and you've been, I think, Really circling around this, the the entire conversation here is that university, you know, being a student, it's not taking a step out of life. It's your life, right? So, you know, we do tend to talk about what is real life and what what you know the university somehow not. And you've been saying, well, no, um, I I brought my grief with me, like I brought that life experience, like that life with me to UVic, it wasn't the case that I stepped onto campus and partitioned off everything else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, and what was happening throughout your degree, from, from what it sounds like to me, is that you were learning like how to live, right? And not just how to live with grief, but like how to be a student and live, right? And figure out who you were and do all of those things. You were, you were learning how to live. Yeah, And that it wasn't separate from some idea that life exists outside of clarity or whatever, right? It was that, no, this was life. And that that is to be, you know, to use your word, you know, you want to revel in that and enjoy the season because it's such a significant part of your life. It's your life, right? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and I think the one thing, looping back from the to the very beginning the one thing is just talk and tell your story yeah just tell your story to whoever listened to it <laughs> because for me that's that's what it's all about I can't I don't want to believe that all these things all these various events in my life were just for me to learn from like these are you know we're storytellers so for me it's like it's this podcast it's me being a student in the class and you know as the quote-unquote mature student uh it's sharing it, it's it helps it I don't know it changes the course of not just your life but other people's because they they feel like they can share and it just has a beautiful ripple effect
0: well, and for that, Danny, I just, you know, I want to thank you really so much for being um, like, I think it's, it takes courage to tell your story though, right? It's not, it's, it's important to tell it, but it's also not always easy. And as you said to me before we started recording, you're like, well, it's also about timing and, and, you know, when is the right time and to whom is, you know it, it, is the right person to, to share your story. But at the end of the day, it's, it's the sharing that reduces, I think, other people's sense of, um, isolation and feeling alone. And as you well know, there are so many students, um, across the campuses, um, you know, across this country, experiencing, um, the kinds of things that you went through and feeling you know just very alone and I know that they will be just so supported by hearing your story and so I just I really just want to thank you for joining me today and um, catching me up on your life um, and really sharing the story of how you you kept moving even if it was a slow, slow crawl. Thanks so much, Danny. It's really been a pleasure.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. You can keep listening to episodes of Waving Not Drowning on Anchor FM, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. We'd love it if you would give us a like and a follow on Instagram at uvicbounce. Tune in next week for another great conversation. Until then, be well.